This is People Every Day. Coming up... William Arthur Philip Louis. Wilt thou have this woman for thy wedded wife? Marking Prince William and Princess Kate's 10-year anniversary and looking back on their fairy tale. Plus, Kerry Washington talks skincare and sunshine with me. And Bachelor Matt James says that he and Rachel Kirkinell still have a chance. I've seen Rachel a handful of times. It's April 29th. Hello, hello. This is People Every Day. It's Thursday, and it's me, Janine Rubenstein, better known as Sleepless in New Jersey today. (laughs) I feel for anyone who has allergies out there during this high pollen spring, but also my thoughts go out to the parents of little ones with allergies, too. My son is going through it right now. He's walking around looking like a little hitch. If you ever saw that Will Smith movie, you'd get the reference. (laughs) I'm like, bring on the rain, please. Actress Kerry Washington, on the other hand, is all about the sun these days. Later in the show, I catch up with the award-winning Scandal and Little Fires Everywhere star about her newest project, In the Sun, a documentary that's breaking down the myths around sun safety. And she shares her personal experience as a Black woman and mother when it comes to protecting her and her family's skin. So definitely stay tuned for that. Right now, though, I have People.com's Royals editor, Aaron Hill, to delve into a big anniversary that everyone's talking about right now. Prince William and Princess Kate are officially a decade. They married 10 years ago, and it is cause for celebration, right, Aaron? Are you going to pop some bubbly for the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge? Oh, that's right. It's a big milestone. Yes, got to celebrate. <laughs> So just take us back. I want to go back to the beginning um, because this is what we do at People, right? Like the Royals are a a part of our bread and butter here. Uh, We have great reporters like you and inside sources and and all of this. We get to like the meat of it. Um, And this wedding was just about everything. So let's go back and just dig into some of the details of their wedding 10 years ago. It truly was. It was picture perfect. The ultimate fairy tale. I remember waking up really early for uh, for the coverage and it was just the perfect day, which is kind of rare in London, right? You never know what kind of weather you're going to get or what if they had a rainy day, but it was this beautiful sunny day, just thousands of people lining the streets it was just so incredible. And just the moments that stood out were just absolutely Serene Kate looked walking into Westminster Abbey with her dad, just the perfect princess. But more than that, just really in love, the two of them. And there were these sort of candid moments um, that really uh, just sort of like tied to the heartstrings. I remember William struggling to get the ring on. William Arthur Philip Louis, wilt thou have this woman to thy wedded wife? Um, when they were saying their <laughs> vows, and we learned later that Kate had given one size too small. <laughs> so it was um, that was a kind of fun, lighthearted moment, and um, just sort of seeing the love between them and that balcony kiss when they and ended up yes. going in for two because the crowd just couldn't get enough. Um, <laughs> the little girl who covered her ears because the fly pass with the jets was too loud on the balcony. Just so many sweet moments that made it seem like an intimate family wedding. In addition to being this massive royal wedding watched by millions and billions all over the world. Oh my goodness. I remember, like you said, waking up super early, of course, because this was happening over in the UK and and I wasn't working it. I wasn't on the royals team uh, at all, but I was obsessed. My my family members were all watching. This was like must-see TV, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yes. 
It was so great. And then the dress. Can we talk about uh, Kate? I think it was so sexy. It, like, it was. <laughs> and then we learned later that the embroiderers just were working up until the night before on it just to make sure it just, there could be no gaps. And brides sometimes can lose a little because of nerves before, before the wedding. And she had her final fitting and they had to just kind of take it in in just the right spots because it was just perfectly molded to her. It was just the, oh, the yeah. most gorgeous dress. Yeah, it was like princess-like, but it still just gave you that a bit of va-va-boom. Yes. Speaking of va-va-boom, let's talk about Pippa as That's well. Right. Can we just take people back into that moment? <laughs> That's right. She <laughs> definitely stole the show in her own way, walking um, into the Abbey, um, holding the train. Just, yeah, her dress just stunning, just fit her perfectly, shut off her figure, really catapulted her into, uh, you know, the, the pop culture realm for sure. No one can forget that that photo. Yeah. I mean, if you want to like, you know, set your sister off (laughs) (laughs) in a great way, like have her wear that dress to your wedding. I think it says something about the relationship too. I mean, Kate had no problem her sister showing off like how beautiful she was that day as well. And she just really celebrated the people around her. We learned later she went up to the harpist at the reception and told her how gorgeous she looked. So it's just, it wasn't just all about her. She was really just feeling all the love that day. Nice, nice. So let's look back at their romance uh, before the big wedding. Uh, when and how did their love story begin? Yeah, going back even further, um, they they met at uh, college at St. Andrews, and they started out as friends. Um, they even, uh, after their freshman year, they ended up sharing a house together with two other friends, living together in a flat and cooking meals together and watching TV and going to the pubs, very much like um, any other, other college college couple. But it wasn't until um, Kate was in that fashion show, if you remember that photo of her in that sheer black little number that William's (laughs) sort of like, oh, wait a minute. You know, I've seen Kate in a different light. Um, And that really, really took off the the relationship from there. And yeah, to have this really amazing college relationship that went into several years and she was brought into the royal fold. Of course, we know they had a brief breakup before their engagement. But a lot of that is attributed to, to William being worried about Kate kind of, you know, coming into the spotlight and hesitations there and more about protecting her than anything. Yeah, and, and and you mention it, but she even had that kind of uh, situation with the the. Te- I mean, anyone who comes into their orbit has, um, you know, the headlines written about them and and digging into their background, their her family's backstory because she famously does not come from royal exactly. lineage, right? And and they made a lot of that. Um, the fact that they had a long relationship and the weighty Katie, weighty that Katie. whole thing. Mm-hmm. I remember coming up that she had she had to wait on him, but uh, like you said they found their way back to each other and the proposal was just a moment right so in Kenya can you take us back to that yeah really um special place that William brought Kate I mean Africa means a lot to both William and Harry because of their mother Diana did so much uh, amazing work in Africa it was a special place for her um she brought the boys there they went there um with Charles soon after Diana's death as a place to really be able to get away from the spotlight and regroup and and think about their mother and process everything. So it was a really special, intimate place. Definitely a place where no cameras were going to follow them. And that 
rock. Mm -hmm. Can you describe it? <laughs> I mean, it's just the most gorgeous engagement ring, right? This diamond sapphire ring that was worn, of course, by Diana. And she famously picked it out herself um, when she had a bunch to choose from um, ahead of her engagement. And... <laughs> William wanted that for, for his bride, and it was it was the perfect way to honor her, um, to have Diana with them, That not only for that special moment, but for the rest of their lives. How are they celebrating now? Like, what have they done officially to just mark this milestone in their relationship? Yeah, they are not letting 10 years come and go without, you know, any celebration. They yesterday released um, two gorgeous photos outside Kensington Palace, um, just sort of cuddled up together. Just a rare, intimate moment. We don't really get to see them like this. You don't. So it's really special. We don't see a lot of PDA between them. They're very, you know, they model themselves off after the queen, of course, the late Prince Philip and just, you know, very formal um, how they are when they're out in events. So it was great to see them in this sort of casual, just, just a couple in love. And then we got this special surprise, this home video of Will and Kate and the kids of George, Charlotte and Louis just sort of running around outside in Norfolk, their country home at the beach and the grass, toasting marshmallows, climbing trees, just the, the perfect way to celebrate 10 years because in 10 years, um, they've had three beautiful children and we get to see them as a family of five for the first time in this really intimate way. For sure. And let's talk about the kitties just for a little bit. Uh, what personalities have we seen come from all three of them? Who Are they leaning towards mom or dad? Like, break, break the kids down yeah, for me. Yeah, so we know George is kind of, you know, modeling himself after William. He's future king. So right away, he's kind of got this um, quiet observance to him when he's out. He's like, he's very aware of the cameras on him. He, he sort of keeps to himself a little bit, almost like stoic for a little boy. So we we know he's gearing up for, you know, in a few years, starting to get the, that training that William got from, from the mm -hmm. queen at a young age. Mm -hmm. So he's a little bit um, more serious when we see him out in public, but we know at home he's, you know, just a normal little seven-year-old boy and he loves um, dinosaurs and he's interested in playing the guitar. He's been taking lessons. Um, and of course, you know, really active with his siblings. We know Charlotte steals the show wherever she is. She's got so much personality, oh, <laughs> loves to dance loves horses like the queen um, and is just super, super cheeky. Although William says all his kids are equally as cheeky. And little Louie, the baby of the family, you know, he seems super sweet and, and it's clear that... How Kate, old is Louie now? He just turned three. So we know that Kate's like really cherishing the time with her, her baby. Seven, six, and three. Bless their hearts. Yes, Charlotte <laughs> will be like turning six just this weekend. For sure. And and we are celebrating. I have to plug this because it's pretty awesome. We're celebrating William and Kate in a big way. Uh, tonight, the CW is airing People Presents William and Kate's Royal Anniversary at 8 p.m. What can folks expect to get from this breakdown of their relationship? Yeah, this is going to be an amazing special where we just really go behind the scenes of the wedding of a century, as you said, just all these amazing little details that you either forgot or never knew. And just to relive um, this most romantic ceremony and this this fairy tale come to life. Wow. Wow. Well, they always look so in sync. So that is, is something yes. to look forward to. Erin, thank you. Thanks for being on the show and celebrating with me. Happy to talk <laughs> wedding anytime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have a good one. 
Now, in a bit of non-royal news, Bachelor star Matt James, who famously ended the last season by breaking things off with Rachel Kirkinell amid the fallout surrounding some racially insensitive photos she took years prior, was recently spotted out in NYC with Kirkinell. And just the other day, he confirmed to People that they may be reconciling. Well, let me not put words in his mouth. Take a listen to what he told us about what's going on between them. I've seen Rachel a handful of times, and um, yeah, I'm not pursuing uh, any outside relationships right now. Outside of that, I said I was going to focus on my relationship with her, and that means focusing on it. So just continuing to uh, make sure that everything I'm doing is in line with what I'm saying. Sounds promising, I think. Next up after the break, I catch up with Carrie Washington, who wants everyone to focus on being safe out in the sun as things warm up and open up. And she's got good reasons. Stay tuned. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Excited to have one of my favorites, actress and Emmy Award winning producer Carrie Washington, is on the show today. I've had the pleasure of interviewing her multiple times over the years, be it when she was in that iconic role of Olivia Pope on Scandal or working with Allstate Foundation to help victims of domestic violence reach financial security. More recently, I got to catch up with her last year in the midst of her receiving acclaim for her performances in Little Fires Everywhere and American Sun. And we caught up about the documentary she produced spotlighting the American Civil Liberties Union. So she's someone who seems to always have a strong sense of purpose in what she does. And I'm excited to talk to her now about a new documentary that she's behind, In the Sun, which examines our relationship with the sun and the importance of sun safety. Hi, Carrie. It's so good to have you on the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Uh, so being on the East Coast, I feel like I don't have as close of a relationship with the sun. <laughs> but I'm wondering what piqued your interest in this particular project. Well, it's funny. I grew up on the East Coast and I actually do feel like when the seasons change on the East Coast, people, we lose our minds, right? Like people take off their clothes. They're lying mm -hmm. out in the park. Like we, we lose our minds because we've been hibernating <laughs> all winter. Um, and that was kind of my experience as a kid growing up was that kind of sun worship because when it came, we were so happy that, that summer had arrived. Um, but really, you know, I started learning a lot more about skincare 
when I started working with Neutrogena. So I've been a brand ambassador and creative consultant since 2014. Um, and what I love about being a creative consultant is that in, in addition to doing the beauty campaigns and the marketing conversations, I also get to be in the lab and having conversations with chemists and dermatologists and just nerding out about all the science. And my learning curve around sun protection has been huge. What I've learned over the over the last seven years has really blown my mind. And I wanted to make sure that we were conveying that education to people because, you know, more people are diagnosed in the U.S. with skin cancer than all other cancers combined every year. And it is, skin cancer is preventable. Um, There are simple actions that we can take to protect ourselves and our families. And the more I learned working with Eugenia, the more I felt like, how do we get people interested and excited and understanding the role that sun has in our lives and how to have a healthy relationship with the sun? I feel like there's all of these myths that still exist about the sun and what it does. I know as a brown skin woman, uh, there was kind of these these warring myths, uh, both very problematic, but one that uh, you don't go out into the sun or you'll get dark, um, which is horrible. And then the Mm -hmm. other, if you if you don't, it doesn't matter if you go out in the sun because you have so much melanin, uh, you'll be perfectly fine. So (laughs) just making no sense on either end. Uh, Like, can, can you talk a little bit about your experience with with dealing with that type of of thinking? It's true. I mean, I think for a lot of my life, I have tended to focus on the vanity around my my relationship with the sun, right? Like having usually older relatives say like, you you don't want to get dark. You got to cover up and me saying like, I don't mind. But then at other, you know, like I love my brown skin. I love it in all its colors. I tan really easily and I love it. Um, But also if I was in the middle of shooting an episode, like there would be sometimes where we would break for Christmas break in the middle of an episode for Scandal and they'd be like, don't come back three shades darker because we're in the middle of this episode. You can't be jumping skin color from one scene <laughs> to the next, right? Um, and I, and also Continuity, years, okay. Yes, yes. And through the years, I have thought about, you know, people say, even though black don't crack, that we know that sun is one of the things that really causes aging in the skin. So those are things that I've thought about through the years. But it was really important to me, as you talk about in the documentary, to address a lot of those myths. Because people through the years tend to think that skin cancer doesn't have anything to do with them. Obviously, that's not true when you look at the numbers of how many people are diagnosed every year. So I'm very grateful to the seven families who appear in the documentary because there's incredible diversity in these stories. Brown skin people get skin cancer, fair skin people get skin cancer. So it's important that we understand our risks, that we protect ourselves. Um, You know, our misconception that we're not impacted means that oftentimes black people or people of color are diagnosed later Mm. with later stage skin cancer because we're not checking for it. We're not looking for it. We're not aware. And we've gotten to see you out in the sun a lot lately, thanks to you sharing your yoga workouts on social media. Seriously, thank you for those. Just, I mean, visually, it's it's stunning. And again, being over here on the East Coast for right now, just seeing that sunshine in the grass, it's like, yes, that's beautiful. Um, But are you planning to keep them up as things open up and people get off of social media and get out of the house? Yeah, I haven't done them as much, um, but I I think it might be fun. I'm actually in Belfast right now. I'm in Europe filming. Um, So it's an interesting idea. I think it would be it would be good to do. For sure. They've been so, so great. And then, wow, Belfast. I mean, is is this has the do we know what you're working on? Can you say what you're working on or not? I'm doing this 
big, exciting fantasy film based on the young adult series School of Good and Evil. Um, Paul Feig is directing and um, it's starring a bunch of amazingly talented young people and myself and Charlize Theron and Michelle Yao and Lawrence Fishburne. It's a really fun cast. Nice, nice. That's awesome. And so I'm just wondering what the, the, the international travel situation is like. I am itching to get out of this house. It has been way too long. Like, does it feel like things, at least even around the world, are, are getting moving again? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm really grateful to Netflix. They have incredible COVID protocols. Um, you know, the testing protocol before we left the States, once we've arrived here, it's really top notch. And um, and I'm grateful. You know, in some ways, these days, I feel safer on a set than almost anywhere because you know that everyone's being tested and, and that there's tons of yeah. PPE. You know, you're not allowed to be on set without your PPE unless you're an actor. And even then, in between takes, you put your shield back on. So there's such... Um, um, conscious protection. Awesome, awesome. And you have been doing an amazing job as well, just as, you know, a, an outspoken star celebrity who has been breaking down all of the, the myths and rumors surrounding the vaccination um, and just you basically making it plain, like, this is what the science is. This is what is really going on. So I appreciate you for that. Oh, thank you. I mean, again, I just think we have to be talking about this stuff, right? Like, we have to take our health conversations out of the closet, so to speak, and be willing to, to really speak frankly with each other because this is life or death. Like wearing a mask should not be about politics. We have, a, we have an opportunity to make choices every day. We have opportunities to make choices that, that are really, you know, for our own longevity and wellness. And um, sometimes we take for granted that we want our freedom, so to speak, right? Like we want to walk around mm-hmm. without a mask. But the reality is those those choices, the choices that we make to protect ourselves and our loved ones, they allow, they allow for long-term freedom, um, freedom to enjoy our lives and, and appreciate the time we get to spend with the people we love for longer amounts of time. So well said. So just speaking to that, where where is the plan? Like, I mean, you're you're traveling right now, but that's for work mm-hmm. when you don't have to work. And we're coming up on these warm summer months like you, the hubby, the kids. Like, where is the go to? Like, we are just going to not for a few days. Oh, I don't know. We haven't even thought about it. I think we have to continue to see kind of how um, COVID unfolds, you know, and where it's safe to travel or not travel. Um, but, but we are excited to get away. Oh, Carrie, thank you so much. It's been so awesome catching up with you. Thank you. Have a great one. You too. That was Carrie Washington. For more on her and her documentary, In the Sun, head over to people.com. And don't forget to tune into The CW tonight to watch our Will and Kate Royal Anniversary Special at 8 p.m. I'll be on there waxing poetic about the Windsors, so tune in. And before you go, something to make you smile. Some of us who are over a certain age know that there's a learning curve when it comes to social media. I still haven't fully grasped TikTok. (laughs) Well, hit rapper T-Pain 
Wayne is still learning his way around Instagram. The Buy You a Drink rapper just revealed on TikTok that he found out he had two years worth of Instagram DMs, which are direct messages from celebrities like Viola Davis and Fergie that he didn't know about and didn't know how to access. Just listen. I was today years old when I found out about the request folder on Instagram that's full of celebs trying to reach me. I thought DMs are supposed to just show up in the normal folder and you don't have to go digging for all these. I apologize to everybody on this list and the hundreds of others I couldn't fit in this video. Just like kids, social media does not come with an instruction manual. <laughs> You'll figure it out. That's all for today. Talk to you tomorrow.